Thank you for tuning in on Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with Comic Ben Pernick. Ben Pernick, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, good. Doing so good. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, let people know where they can find your funny. I know I follow you online. You are Ben Pernick on Instagram, but also on on Twitter. It's interesting because you are music therapy guy. Oh, actually. Well, so I, that's my professional one. And then I'm, I'm Benjamin Pernick. That's the one where I write about baseball and uh, and do more comedy. I, I tried to get Ben Pernick for that, too, but somebody else is wording it. That's how how it goes sometimes. So those those Benjamin Pernicks, man, they can be they can real be a real bummer. Yeah, yeah. So is it okay that I mentioned your professional one? Oh yeah, I mean that's fine. I haven't really used that one so often, so okay. I, I I don't mind that at all. Okay, you yeah. So you do music therapy as a day job, but you're also a musical comedian. You have bad juju on Bandcamp. Yep, Bandcamp, Spotify, and uh, all those other platforms. So, so us uh, Gentiles, we can't call you, we can't be like Jews, but we can be like Juju. Juju's fine, right? J-E-W-J-E-W? <laughs> exactly. You can call us Jews, too. I think it's all about the intonation. If you say it like <laughs> Jews, then it's like, okay. <laughs> but we could say, even pleasantly, I could say bad Juju, right? It's like, yeah. oh, he's a bad Juju. And as long as I say it without the intonation, you know, it's like, it's it's even better than saying it plural. You know, juju just sounds like a like a fucking candy. I think it is. Yeah, we're sweet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when did you come out with bad juju, and what went into it? Like, what you know, I'm always it, it's really difficult to do musical comedy because you need almost a, a new joke every refrain, and so uh, it takes a lot of work to kind of bang out these five songs. Even so, tell us kind of what was the writing process, and when did you know you were done, and what's worthy of your time? Not only you know crafting. Uh, you know, the chords and the song and things like that, the arrangement, the instrumentation, but also uh, coming up with new lyrics every hook? That's a, a great question. I mean, so it it kind of had been a long time. So this was my first uh, comedy song album. And I've been writing these like comedy songs for, I would say, like five to six years. Um, one of the songs, you know, which I is the one that I made the music video of the the chosen people. I actually had written that one probably like, I think five years ago and I had been performing it live uh, a lot, but it took a lot of work. You know, sometimes there were like some lines that were really like hitting and then some that weren't. And I was trying to, you know, keep rewriting it, swapping out this line for this line and switching things around uh, until it finally, I was finally like satisfied and basically felt like I couldn't make it better because I kept having a, <laughs> I kept having this like kind of fear that like okay I'm gonna make the studio you know recording of it and then I'm going to realize that there's like a, a version you know that, that there's something that or a joke that I didn't think of <laughs> and be like ah so um, it took it took a while because I mean part of it was just the whole financial thing of like. I think when I finally decided I wanted to make an album and I had enough songs that I was really confident in, it, it still took a little while longer where I was for a while. I had like a friend who said, Oh, I'll do it for free. Like, but then he kept trying to like change all my stuff. I'm like, 
I've been working on this for a while. You've never come to see my comedy shows. So I, might, I don't value your opinion that highly. <laughs> you were the free friend, not the, the opinion I value. Yeah, but uh, I have a good friend in the music comedy world, Rob Paravonian, who's, you know, a veteran doing this for a long time. I think like way back when he opened for Carlin. Yeah, wow. one of those like first music, comedy music viral people. Wow. Um, so, but he, he has, a, he's in Brooklyn and he has a, a studio where, you know, he's just able to do all the, once I decided, okay, I'm going to just front some money and have him produce it. Everything just like, boom, 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 <laughs> just like worked with me. And I was like, oh my God, why did it? I like wait a year to yes. talk. Yeah, yeah. Once the siren song of free turns out to be you know a boat run aground you're like holy shit i can actually get the best in the business for a reasonable price and he's not going to change all my jokes that was probably the first thing he said he's like dude i'm not going to change your jokes <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> i've had people who've you know who've tried to change my shit and i hate it i will not try to change your jokes but you just thought you just figured out that you had stuffed all the funny in and um you know was your was your nightmare did it turn out to have any truth have you woken up in the middle of the night being like oh shit, there was a perfectly rhyming joke that was better than the one I put in there. Or are you pretty happy with uh, having stopped when you did? I think I'm pretty happy with having stopped when I did. I mean, you know, I'm, I do have a tendency to like always, I have kind of an obsession with writing new stuff. So in a way, it's kind of just nice to close the book on these songs. Yes. Being like, okay, I can now try <laughs> to focus on my next album. But for these ones, the deal is sealed. Yeah, I love I love that you're like, dude. Man, thank God, I just fucking published that thing. Now I can move the fuck on, you know, create new stuff finally, and not try to tweak the old stuff. Um, because you know the world has kind of changed recently, so it's good you did, you know. Um, and I guess I guess my question is now that I see you do a musical comedy on Instagram and things like that, are you, you know, because you're able to churn fresh stuff out fairly quickly and it's timely and it's topical and things like that, do you find yourself being like? do I even need my production values to be that high anymore? You know, and now that I'm banging these things out and it's almost like the standard across the board for everybody, celebrities on down to the, the you know, a local comedian or something like, because standards are lower now, do you think you can get away with maybe churning, you know, maybe recording an album every month or day or, or, or every six months or something because, you know, just, you're just writing so prolifically on Instagram and people are liking it. You know, I, I really think that I've always kind of been more in the camp of like, it's better to just churn stuff out than to try to like write the perfect, you know, the perfect song with the perfect quality. I mean, obviously, ideally you can have both. And there are those people where it's like the same day some like news story breaks, they have like a whole music video all produced. Um, but with me, I'm like, I I prefer, even if it's not like doesn't get the biggest traction i think just for me as a comedian and musician just to know that i can take something and turn it into something that i can share with everybody um very quickly i think is my preferred way of going about things i mean way back when before i i got into comedy i actually did web comics mm -hmm. um, but there's only one problem i can't uh, draw for, uh, are, are we allowed to swear? Well, oh, please do. You I, can't draw. Oh, for shit. Yeah. You I can't draw, draw for shit. shit huh? <laughs> no, you gotta I, be able I, to resolve that phrase, man. You can't draw for shit. You gotta say it like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I drew with Microsoft paint, 
but you know, and it, but, but still like it kind of became at first I would get all these like, Oh my God, the art is so terrible. I can tell but the pixels, but like, then I ended up getting some, you know, some of my comics ended up getting on like the front page of Reddit and it's like, they weren't well drawn. They didn't take long, but sometimes, you know, I had a bunch of ideas and things that didn't go well, but then you never know where sometimes you just, have the right joke or the something and it doesn't matter that it was you know drawn in like under an hour if it's yeah. if it resonates yeah can, and so I, I love that you kind of figured out from your reddit experience that you know it's better to kind of churn it out and worry about production quality you know that if you just like i want to uh get this material down so i can move the fuck on so i mean is any of this stuff that's kind of uh you know, getting traction or whatever, is it ever going to end up on a new album? Like, what's the role of an album now, these days, now that kind of, you know, I mean, Instagram is kind of the place to put, you know, viral shit, and maybe Bandcamp is is less traffic than it used to be. Yeah, I, th I think albums are uh, not, not as necessary um, as they were, because, yeah, it's true that, like, I think it was kind of funny. Uh, I was expecting a lot more like hype from the album but you know one of the positives was that it really it kind of forced me in just in trying to promote the album i ended up churning out more content because it was just uh like mm -hmm. motivating in that way where people kind of were like in a little more engaged yeah but i don't i don't think it's necessary i think especially if you're able to I mean, even like look at like TikTok. It's like if you can just like churn out videos and content and get build a following. Yeah. It's it's probably a, a better model. Yeah, they appreciate. They're like, I I appreciate the fact I can fire up, you know, Ben Pernick on Instagram or on TikTok or whatever and get some new fresh take on today's events. And I know it's gonna be funny and I know it's gonna be catchy and get stuck in my head. Like what's been your experience with TikTok? Like are you um getting some traction there? To be honest, I, I, I mean, it's funny because I mentioned TikTok and I really haven't taken advantage of that platform enough yet. Um, but like as basically I haven't transferred any of my stuff there, but I think it is, you know, so, so often there's like, even with podcasts, it's like at first people are like, oh my God, everyone has a podcast. And then there's still a window of like years where you can still start on, you know, it wasn't as saturated as people thought. Oh, and yeah. I think TikTok's kind of the same way where people are like, oh my God, like you're not going to be on TikTok, are you? But then before you know it, everyone's on TikTok. So it's like, you got to sometimes make that leap. And I think that's probably one of the things that I'm going to be starting soon is trying to have more, you know, like short form content uh, for TikTok. Cause I think it's uh, before I felt like I needed to have things that were like, you know, like a full three minute comedy song. And then I realized, especially with like some ideas, like I've, I've recently been working on these projects, kind of like snippets where it's like, you know, if you're doing like a parody, it only needs to be like a minute long a yeah. after a certain point. It's like, especially with comedy songs, like, you know, you, you want the big punch, but like, the longer it goes, it tends to work against you as unless you can really find a way to keep the song interesting. Oh, yeah. If you can keep it a minute long, you just need to have kind of a verse worth of punches and a chorus worth of punches and then cut it off because people will assume, hey, man, everything else would have been this good. And you're like, no, it would not have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The next the next four funniest jokes were not as funny as the first four. And yeah, even like I think Gabe Nathan said this fucking funny video where he was just uh, I think the video is titled The Guy Who Salutes as a Dance Move. 
and it was just him dancing and then every once in a while he would salute and i'm like that is fucking hilarious like i didn't even know <laughs> i didn't even know i needed that comedy and so like a unique voice can still just make somebody's day even if you know and other other of my you know comic guests were retweeting it because it was just so fucking funny and so if that's you know like being able and short short because i want to watch the whole thing but i don't want to watch three minutes of it and so um you know like if you do make the leap over into shorter stuff you know, does it behoove you to to try to do it via the Instagram Reels or whatever its competitor is to TikTok, knowing that it'll be around for longer? I I think that could. I mean, well, I mean, as far as like the whole like political situation of TikTok or whatever, um, is that what you mean when you say like it, that it'll be around for longer? Oh yeah, and I guess they finally did. They finally reached a deal. Did Oracle finally buy out some of TikTok or no? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I, it sounded like they're not whatever attempt to close down TikTok didn't seem to be put on hold at least. Yeah. But, and it might I mean, be, nice it might be, it might be illegal too. I think one judge said it might be illegal, but I think all they're worried about is the fact that yes, like these people will collect all data, but then if you're based in China, you, you're forced to turn over your data to the Chinese government. And so any data that, you know, TikTok has on all its users will, could be forced to be turned over to the Chinese communist government or whatever, which seems to be less than ideal. But yeah, you know, Trump is always over, overstepping his bounds and, and to the extent somebody like Oracle steps in and, yeah, and makes sure. I doubt it's his top priority right now. <laughs> <laughs> he does have other priorities. And that brings us to the topic that we can talk about real quick, which is, you know, you know, speaking of churning out fresh content, you know, now that the Internet has turned so fucking dark just because it's so polarized, like how does a musical comedian kind of make his way? You know, you can't really straddle both sides, but you don't want to piss everybody off. Like, you know, what's the fine line that you walk to make sure that your content can get out there and not just uh, turn a whole segment of the population off? Because as Michael Jordan said, re Republicans buy sneakers, too. <laughs> Even though I think more recently he kind of yeah, yeah. did backtrack on that. Yeah, it's it like, well, everybody bought my sneakers for decades, so I might as well, you know, give a hundred million dollars to Black Lives Matter, etc. Yeah, I don't think he'll. You can, with all the money he made, I think he'll be. <laughs> it was. But, it seemed to be a good move for a while, but now that he's got a big old pile of money that he can build, you know, ten houses out of, I think it's time to give a little bit back. Exactly. Um, Wait, what was the question again? <laughs> Just yeah, how how does the musical comedian, you know, oh, yeah. like we see you strat, you know, if your fan, your potential fan sees you trying to play a moderate in your musical comedy, that can be a turn off. But you also don't want to get too right or too left because then you're you know potentially alienating a whole segment of the population who could be into your musical comedy. So how do you kind That's of walk that line? I mean, I'm okay with alienating some people. There are some people who are just not going to like a, you know, some uh, Jewish comedian who sings and uses uh, puns quite frequently. But, <laughs> Those are the guys who say Jews. That's the intonation you're speaking. Right, of. exactly. Well, it's funny with that, with that song. Originally, so like I had uh, like a fellow comedian like, you know, at an open mic, just like say something, you know, I, I gave him like a light heckle saying that he, you know, not realizing he's a comedian, that, you know, saying that he looks like Macklemore, not, you know, that's not so bad. And then he was like, like, oh, they should have, uh, they should have exterminated all, like all the Jews, including you or something like that. Oh, when he Lord. got on stage and I was like, whoa, okay, that is <laughs> not a fair tit for tat. Yeah. So like, the audience know. must have been taken aback at that viciousness. 
Yeah, a little bit, but like not as much. Like I think they thought he was joking, except I followed him on social media, or and I was like, oh no, like you know, he was like, uh, I think uh, like a firefighter, just like posting all these like anti. Not that the I mean that sounds like a positive thing, but then it was like, yeah, I'm a firefighter, so I can say whatever I want because I'm a hero. But then his actual views were like really shitty. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, he probably is legit anti-Semitic. But so I wanted to do like a song like attacking that. But that was like, I was like, there's no way to do that without being preachy. But then, so for a while it was just marinating in my head. And then it's just like, what if I just like leaned into the conspiracy theories? And I think that was part of like what made that song, The Chosen People kind of more like resonate with more people or it's like you really kind of couldn't tell like i was making fun of jewish people but in a way that was like ridiculous enough that it was like you kind of couldn't be sure where i stood yeah and i so, think so were they were they unsure the entire song or were, did you just have to make sure you dialed it up to 10 so they were certain pretty you know they were comfortable laughing at what you were saying because they know you weren't being anti-semitic yeah i mean i don't think i ever dialed it up to 10 But maybe, like, as the song goes on, I definitely, like, dial it up, but, like, never dial it up so much, you know, the more, the more I dial up the, you know, what a conspiracy, the more I dial up just, like, how ridiculous it is, like, saying that there's, like, a fort, we have a Fort Knox of baby foreskin that fuels our doomsday Yes, yes, yes. Because it's an art. I mean, like, you know, if you get too obvious, it's no longer subtle and funny. Like, you want to be able to laugh at something a little bit subversive and to think I'm in on the inside joke. That's part of the fun. And so if you make it too obvious, it's like every, you know, every every person trying to hack away at Ben Pernick's fucking audience. I mean, they're going to. They're just going to be so obvious, but fucking, you know, when we want smart, funny comedy, we go to Ben Pernick and we know that, uh, you know, what, when's kind of your next thing coming out? Like how often are you, how often are you releasing funny shit on Instagram at Ben? Um, I think it's, it's been like in the whole quarantine time, it hasn't been as consistent, but like now I've kind of like laid down the groundwork where I want to turn out at least a, a video a week um sometimes more often than that but for a while like you know i i had some after the album a little bit of writer's block and now i kind of hit my stride more and now it's just transitioning from having all the written songs to actually just like and making it turning it into videos not just like ones of me playing a guitar or something but Oh, so you're trying to actually kind of act out the videos more than just kind of doing front-facing videos? That's, I mean, I had been doing front-facing videos. That was was kind of like my main style of doing it, but it seemed that uh, if I can really make it more, um, yeah, just like, even if it's like basically taking like selfie videos of just like me in random places with the song in the background, just something that's a little adds more of an interesting visual component. I always kind of feel that that it can definitely help. I mean, I even, so for a recent song, I like kind of on what you were talking about. I, uh, it was, I basically had a song that sounded like a country song and like was all about patriotism, but drinking bleach, you know, Uh. (laughs) back, 
So like that was one of those songs where I was like, I need to churn everything out right now because it's in the news. Yeah. So I like wrote the whole song. I like recorded it all. I like put together a, like a video and just had it like and sent it out all within like 24 hours. Cause I was just yes. like, sometimes you just need to know that time, you know, for some things time is limited and you just got to put everything together right away. Even if you like forget to eat or sleep. Oh, yeah, because even, I mean, the Bleach jokes, they were, you know, they're fast and furious for 24 hours. And so even if you wait 24 hours, there's going to be 24 hours worth of Bleach jokes before they hear yours. So, I mean, as long as you know it's fresh and it's the 10th, you know, it, it will work as the 10th joke people hear because it's so original. You know, it's a good thing that you're putting a 24-hour 24 time clock on it. And, and I guess, so what you're saying, you were doing so many front-facing videos. You're like, ah, I'm worried that people will think this is a little bit tired. They might get sick of looking at me. So yeah. let me try to set it. But then, you know, when looking at the screenshot, it's like I also want to know that this is a video of your music. You know, like I, I don't, you know, if it's a picture of you and a, a wife or something like that, it's like, well, if I fire this up, is this, is this, you know, like looking at the still? How do I know that this is him him performing with his song in the background or something unless I see him with a guitar? And so it can kind of work both ways, I would think. Yeah, that's true. And I try to think of like, you know, so when I got my I've so far, I've only had one music video done. But after how well it did, I'm like, OK, there's clearly a, like a, a secret sauce there. And like it did not take a lot of. Okay, it took some money, but not that much preparation for that. The music video it was like I basically showed up at my friend's apartment with a bunch of Jewish prop, like paraphernalia, props and stuff because my dad's a rabbi. So I just like <laughs> I was just like, "Hey, dad, I'm just gonna like come into temple and like leave with a ton of your shit, but don't worry, I'll bring it back." Yeah, there's some, for the show uh, some I lost yeah some thieves thieves at our church that did the same thing, but they didn't bring it back. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. Dad, I'm just going to steal your shit. I'll give it right back. And so, like, did that have more success? Because was it on, was it on IGTV? Because I see some of these stats on IGTV, you know, Instagram Live or whatever the fuck it is. Like, it seems the, the stats almost seem to be higher. How? Why is that? And was your video on IGTV? And does that account for its increased popularity or no? I think for me, it seemed that most of the traction, and I think it's just like everyone has their certain uh platforms where they just for whatever reason have a little more clout and for yeah. me it's it's facebook has been my main i mean that's where i'm posting most of instagram i kind of consider as a supporting one i mean part of that's probably just because i'm an an old millennial like <laughs> not with the times but like i just have a a bigger when i post something on facebook it just gets tends to get more traction so yeah i post it on twitter and like IGTV too, but Facebook was where it was like getting shared, like wildfire, like all my friends and everything were like sharing it with their friends. Oh, nice. Um, Is that just via your personal Facebook personal page or do you have a professional page too? Like, um, were they sharing it via your personal Facebook? No, they, they, I just shared it like organically through Facebook. On your personal account. On my personal account. And yeah. then they shared it wherever the fuck they wanted to. Well, that's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, YouTube it sounds channel, like you, so. you, yeah, you really need to start with a niche. And so if you have friends who are just like, yes, you're hitting the nail on the head, then you know that others in the community, like if they're a sampling of the Jewish community, it's like they're going to, the Jewish community as a whole is going to buy into it. And of course, other people are going to be like, holy shit, like, I, you know, I'm not a Jewish person, but if they're saying this is funny, <laughs> I'm going to fire it up <laughs> because this will kind of give me a, a, a gist of what's funny in that community. So it sounds like you got your fucking finger on the pulse. And so we follow you everywhere. You're Benjamin Pernick on Instagram and you're Ben Pernick on 
I'm Wait, sorry, Ben Pernick. On, sorry, Ben Pernick on Instagram. Benjamin Pernick on Twitter. Yeah, and also Ben Pernick on Facebook. On Facebook, and that's or and so like that still uses that terrible. <laughs> uh, like I'm like oh like I was like oh I wish I were had more of traction on Instagram so I could delete Facebook. And I'm like, wait, Instagram's owned by Facebook. So yes, uh, yes. They're rewarding your loyalty to Facebook. So yeah, stay loyal to Facebook. They'll stay loyal to you on Instagram. <laughs> so I love that. So we'll look out for the next bad juju. I mean, I, I know, you know, maybe your albums won't come out, you know, as fast and furious as your online content, but you're the, you're the man to watch because you're smart and you're funny and you're going to teach me about Judaism yet. Yeah, you know, I'm going to learn as a Gentile. I need to know about all these things. <laughs> well, that's for me. I mean, that's what's really fun because, like, my my whole family is like much more religious than me. You know, it's like my dad is reformed, my brother and sister are now Orthodox, and I'm just in it for the food. <laughs> but also with songs like Renola World, and yeah, give us a, a short list of things that you're singing about that are not Jewish. Yeah, because because actually, it's kind of funny because like everyone thought the whole album is Jewish. So I'm like, no, really, just the first song. Uh, <laughs> Renola World was um, just about. I used to live in Northampton, Massachusetts for a while. And so it was just kind of like poking fun of the whole kind of like hippie culture. But yeah. Um, then uh, what was self-preservation is a song about uh, a scheme that I once had to uh, donate to uh, sperm banks and uh, why I ended up deciding against it. <laughs> Um, for a friend was another, I, I guess I'm kind of a schemer. I mean, it must be my Jewish background, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what were the other, for a friend's was uh, based on basically me having an idea when I first moved to the city being so lonely that I was like, maybe I should just try to like go on grinder uh, just to make some friends, <laughs> try to avoid actually hooking up with anyone yes because I, I mean are you straight or no i think i see some women on your instagram oh yeah no i i am straight even though that's even funnier people, they, they don't believe me but <laughs> but that's even funnier that you're gonna go on grinder just to have, just to find a friend that's fucking amazing so ben pernick thank you so much for coming on today yeah thanks so much for having me